All right, I want to invite you, if you have a Bible, to open up to Luke chapter 19. And if you don't have a Bible, the Bible that's there in the pew or right underneath you, if you're sitting in the front, is there for you to open up to page 733. We always like to say at this point, especially when we have a large service like this, that if you don't have a Bible, uh, or if you have someone that you'd like to put a Bible in their hands, that Bible that's there in the pew is yours to take with you as our gift from grace. No one, will, no one will stop you at the door if you leave with that under your arm or in your hands. Please take it as our gift to you. On this Palm Sunday, let us hear from Luke chapter 19 about why we're here, what today is all about. We're going to be starting in verse 28. Let's hear the word of the Lord. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Tell him, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is he, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today. Today is the day the world has been waiting for. Jesus turns his face toward Jerusalem. The child who in his mother's womb rode on a donkey into David's hometown to be born is now the man who would be king riding on a donkey into David's royal city to be crowned. As he enters the Kidron Valley, Jesus' reputation precedes him. Huge crowds of people spread their cloaks on the ground in homage. They tear down palm branches and lay them before Jesus rather than binding them to the altar of the temple. For here is the one by whom the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers made clean, the demonized are delivered, the outcast are welcomed, the dead are raised, the exalted are humbled, and the humbled are exalted. Together with one voice, they shout in tribute to him. All of the other gospels, except Luke, report the crowds shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna! For us, Hosanna is a praise, a word of praise. We portray Palm Sunday as a day of celebration. But it's not all joy and fanfare this day in Jerusalem. The Gospel of Matthew tells us the whole city was in turmoil. When the people first spoke these words to Jesus, Hosanna was more than a shout of rejoicing. It was a desperate cry for help. Directly translated, Hosanna means save us or save us now 
The people believed. The people believed if Jesus could heal the sick and raise the dead, surely he could overthrow the empire of Rome and restore Israel to her fortunes. Longing for a savior, clinging to the hope of God's promised deliverance, they sing the words of Psalm 118 at the top of their lungs. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Only Luke's gospel, only Luke's gospel tells us the crowds also proclaimed peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Interestingly, it is also only in Luke's gospel we are told this same phrase, peace in heaven and glory in the highest was proclaimed by the angels on the night Jesus was born. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men. From the night of his birth all the way until the day of his death, the glory of God, the peace of all men was embodied in the perfect, selfless humanity of Christ. Jesus will answer the prayers of the people. Jesus will fulfill the hope of all nations. He will bring peace. He will bring peace, but not as the world gives it. Not with a sword, but with a sacrifice. He will set us free. He will set us free from more than the might of any human empire or enterprise. Jesus will deliver us from the principalities and powers, the bondage of sin, death, and the devil. All promises will be made good. All prophecies will be made true, though not through the means we'd expect, not in the style we would have chosen not in the way that we would have wanted, but absolutely and always in the manner that we need. Beloved, it's so good to be together. I, I, can't, I can't say to you enough, and I know these services take a lot of effort and they take a lot of sacrifice and compromise, but to see all of us together rather than to see some of you and then others of you later, and others of you elsewhere, it's good to be together. It's important that we're together today because the journey that we're about to take again with Jesus is a journey we're meant to take together, not separately. Beloved, are we ready? Are we ready once again to realize our ways are not our Father's ways? Are we prepared? Are we getting ready to learn once more our thoughts are not our Father's thoughts? As Jesus prepares to deliberately reach for a cross rather than a throne, will we be redirected in our pursuit of power? As Jesus calls out for forgiveness rather than 12 legions of angels to protect him, will we stop praying for vengeance and seek mercy and pardon in our lives? As Jesus willingly submits to being broken and cursed for the sake 
of a kingdom not of this world rather than the kingdoms of our own making? Will we stop demanding our rights and start serving each other? Or will our words of approval for Jesus today turn into our screams of denial tomorrow? Will our songs of celebration for our Messiah on Sunday give way to a bloodthirsty chorus seeking crucifixion by Friday? Let us not be too quick to answer. Or else our protests and our promises may sound like that of the first disciples. To a man, they swore, they swore to praise Jesus, to follow him to the bitter end. But long before that end came, when a kiss became a betrayal and a prayer vigil became an arrest, they suddenly disappeared into the background. Fear, fear turned the volume of their loyalty down into a deafening silence. At last, it would seem, the Pharisees will get what they wanted. Teacher, tell your disciples to be silent. But they must have forgot. Those Pharisees, they must have forgot, as did the disciples. And maybe we've forgotten too what Jesus said in response if we remain silent. If they keep quiet, even the stones will cry out. A bunch of rocks is going to start talking. A bunch of rocks is going to start talking. I mean, to us, a stone is good for throwing or skipping on the water, right? A pebble is something that gets annoyingly stuck in your shoe. A boulder is something we trip over, an obstacle blocking our path. And if we really want to insult another person, we say, you're as dumb as a rock. Clearly, we don't place the same worth in stones that Jesus does. Jesus says these words as he's near the Mount of Olives. And if you've never been there, I want you to picture this. He says these words as he's near the Mount of Olives, as we're told. A place, uh, the Mount of Olives is a place that still today is right next to a Jewish burial site. And if you're not familiar with this, Jewish custom called for a stone to be placed on a grave when it's visited. So when Jesus says these words, he's most likely pointing to the rocks marking the community of the dead and assuring us they will speak even if the living do not. Apparently, according to Jesus, things have to be said, and they will be said even if we do not say them. Elsewhere in our Bibles, Paul assures us all creation still groans in eager expectation for its liberation, what we must not forget is its first murmurs, the deep moans of a broken and dying world began during these next few days. These next few days when we will find ourselves speechless. When Jesus could no longer speak for us, when he breathed his last on the cross, when we had nothing left to say, creation did not remain silent. The stones cried out the only way they could as the earth shook and graves were opened. 
The stones of the temple cried out as the curtain separating the holy from the unholy was torn from, in two from top to bottom, and a new temple made not with human hands, not of stone, waited to be built. The stone the builders rejected cried out as the cross on which he hung proclaimed to the scorn of many, but in truth for all, this is the king of the Jews. Jesus is our life and our salvation. Even if we remain silent, even if we go into the background, the stones, creation itself will cry out. So many of you who are here right now are going to be tempted as we are tempted every year. You made it here for Palm Sunday. Some of you haven't been here in a while. No guilt, no shame. It is good to see you. You are here on Palm Sunday and we will not see you again until Easter Sunday. I say this every year because every year it's true. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's inherently wrong. It's changing the story. It's missing the most fundamental point of our faith, what we believe. You can't get to Easter Sunday unless you walk through Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. I know you're busy. I know you've got plans. It's just another week. There's so much to do. Man, it's, just a, it's a big deal. I made it here today, and it's a big deal. I'm going to make it on Sunday. For 365 days in a year, can you give a couple of extra? And you're not going to be giving it to God. You're going to be giving it to yourself. My friends, here we stand today. We're together and it's good to be together. Don't disappear into the background. Don't remain silent until Easter Sunday comes. Because Jesus is coming once again, riding into our lives. Even as the cross beams are already being hewn, even as nails are being forged and a crown of thorns is being prepared, Jesus is coming, riding into our lives. God is about to get in the middle of the dirt and grime and grit of this world. History is about to repeat itself as our palms of victory will become ashes of repentance. Today we welcome him. Today, today we welcome him. Today as our worries preoccupy us, as our anxieties get the better of us, we cry out, Hosanna. We pray for Jesus to save us, to save us now. But tomorrow we'll too, be too busy trying to save ourselves. Too distracted by our work to appreciate the sacrifice Jesus undertakes for us. We'll demand blessings from our Father, but we'll deny the cross through which they must come. And when our sins catch up with us, our words will fail. We'll cry not for our own sorry state. We'll cry not for our own sorry state, but we'll cry for Jesus to be crucified. And as death finally silences him, we will lose our voice and be left with tears. The open mouth of a garden tomb will be sealed with a stone. And we will have to wait, you and I, for that stone to speak. Make no mistake, the day, 
The shout of resurrection is coming. The stone will be rolled away and it's, it will cry out in its loudest voice a truth that was once written upon the stars. The word made flesh come down in love from heaven. The word of God in victory comes out of the grave. Today is the first step of that journey to Easter and we cannot get there save by way of Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Three days that must not be bypassed. Three days during which we cannot be silent. For we are the living stones. The body of Christ, Peter writes. We are the living stones, the body of Christ. And the way of Jesus, the way of the cross, is the road we travel to rejoice and share eternal life. So beloved, my brothers and sisters, And that is what we are, brothers and sisters. Let us call upon the one who brings peace to earth from heaven itself. Let us cry out to Jesus, the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Amen.